stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? Good evening. It is 8 o'clock. It is Monday, Central Standard Time. It is February 27th, 2022. You are tuned in to Drive-In Speaker Box Podcast, live stream, live show, whatever it is we call ourselves. I'm your host, Bo, the boom operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we are here. We're back. We're here. It's another week. We're up here in the studio. We are so glad that you could have joined us. Mm-hmm. If you are joining us already live, uh, we've just finished up the the Twitch pre-show. So if you ever want to get in into the secret underbelly of the drive-in speaker box and find out what we're talking about without you, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel there and uh, get in on the pre-show every Monday night. Um, and then, yeah, you can you can subscribe on uh, YouTube and Facebook. But if you don't want to look at us, you don't want to participate in the chat, you want to take us on the go, you can download these podcasts wherever it is you get podcasts. Just search for the Drive-In Speaker Box podcast, and you can find us. We're easy to find. Uh, the Twitch tre- uh, chat already alive with comments. Uh, we, were, we were just talking about copyright issues fun things like that in the world of streaming because we, we would love to do like movie nights with our listeners you know and and but we can't do that on the internet because the internet is a terrible place full of lawyers and bots and now that the ais are getting smarter that they're going to find us even faster um and then replace us but uh but we're going to talk about movies for the next hour um we both saw cocaine bear mm-hmm. over the weekend if you tuned in last week we gave away some tickets to the uh, alamo draft house screening of cocaine bear i got my my foam bear hand um got to hang out with the alamo draft house guys got to go on an adventure with tim league uh which was quite a lot of fun but we're going to be talking about that later in the show did you see anything else uh no I have watched the We Have a Ghost film, which just dropped on Netflix this week, feature-length film, with uh, Anthony Mackie and um, Stranger Things guy, uh, whose name just immediately popped out of my head, which I'm so stupid. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, David David Harbour. Yeah, uh, and uh, I could not stop staring at the terrible haircut they gave him in that movie. It was just awful um, and unnecessary, honestly. But we'll talk about that show uh, movie later in the uh, program as well. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right in. Uh, I I don't know about you, but it was a kind of a slow week in news. Not a whole lot of like things to report. That I mean, there was a there was a Lord of the Rings reboot announcement, which no, well, is ridiculous. It, not even necessarily reboot, uh, but it is the it is New Line Cinema and Middle Earth Enterprises who did the Peter Jackson ones coming back together to make movies, uh, and it did say based on Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. So um, it may right now it's all speculation. No one knows if it is going to be telling the core story of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit again, if they're going to do it, but expand upon it and include characters like Tom Bombadil that everyone wanted to see the first time around, uh, or if they're going to follow completely different characters and have Lord of the Rings from a different perspective, like a um, um, 
Shadows of Mordor type thing. You know um, what I think would be cool? And, and if I were a movie executive, and this could be applied to different universes, and and I don't know why no one's done this yet. And I know that now that I'm speaking it out into the ether, a chat bot's probably going to pick it up and deliver it. It goes, uh, Overlords, here's a new fresh idea we found into the internets. Um, but like, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings... Every medieval town, every castle place, they have taverns, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a part of it. Star Wars, you've got the cantina scene with all these. And they're full of colorful, vibrant characters and adventurers and all this kind of stuff. Why not make, like, a Deep Space Nine-y sort of show where it's lots of one or two episode episodes based off of people that are coming into these these meeting houses like it doesn't have to, i mean it's part of a universe sure but like okay you know kind of like uh you know um most of well, well, like the twilight zone or what was it fantastic uh um stories or whatever and where and, and maybe not like space cheers as Vince just said on Twitch, but you know where there the the common thread between all of these stories is this tavern and there's like yeah you got the tavern keep and you got a couple of employees, but oh this customer comes in and 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 this is the adventure that they're on and maybe they get eaten up by a dragon at the end who cares we just we don't need to see the whole thing but we we see these quests we see these stories and uh, it doesn't have to be the the universe is falling apart and these four people are the chosen ones to fix it like just yeah. give me some small stuff but some things like that like the truth of middle earth is that outside of uh, bilbo's um adventures and and then uh frodo after him Middle Earth's not a super exciting place. None anymore. of these places have to be that exciting. Like, like Vince on Twitch says, the bar is the home base, but it's an anthology show. You could have different directors. You give all this kind of stuff, kind of like a creep show. But there's there's one place that ties it all together, and it's this. You know, I mean, you're telling me that 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 uh, some give me a big city in in Geek World in in Lord of the Rings. Come on, out with the geek knowledge. Give me one. Uh, uh, Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. You're telling me that there isn't a single interesting thing happening in Minas Tirith that's worth telling. You know, in in all of Gondor, there's not a single like oh. person rolling through and and Go- going. I need a mead. Go- and- Gondor's the the region. It's kind of like the country. Minas Tirith is like the capital city of Gondor. Well, then the kingdom of Gondor. Yes. Yeah, so in Minas Tirith. You know, they've, yeah, some, some just high horsed rider from Rohan who's out on his like gap he's year. He's a long ways from yeah, home. He's They're long, not buddies anymore. And he's rolling in and he's like, I've got the need, the need for mead. And he like <laughs> gets up on the, the bar, like, and, and tells a story of the shit that just happened to well, him and why he's so far out. That's what we'll see when the Riders of the Rohirrim anime finally comes out. I don't want to see more than that one episode. And then he walks outside and gets garroted by some pickpockets in the street. And then that's the end of that story. And then you wow, follow you the pickpocket. out a rider of the row here. Hey, he was real- far from home. He shouldn't have been wandering around these streets he wasn't so familiar with. Hmm. You know, that's the thing is street skills are different than riding on the plane skills. You know, everybody thinks that those knights in shining armor are the are super strong, but you get them in a back alley with a with a. That's why did like that, Game of Thrones. That's yeah, that, and that's why that's what happened to Ned Stark, huh? They're just not prepared for that kind of stuff, and you know, everybody has their. That's why D and D is kind of like the best fantasy world, is because each character archetype 
has a strength and a weakness that fits into this world. And, and uh, you know, like thieves are good in the city. You know, barbarians are good in, in, in battle. And druids are good in the forest. And rangers are good, you know, by themselves. Like, you know, they... they but you put one of the other ones in another situation, they're all screwed up. But I think a show about this, and not D&D related, but I think a show like this would be fun. And you could you could make an infinite number of episodes. But the problem, the problem that these studios have is they want one character to sell toys for. And they're like, nope, it's got to be the same. we got to put Chris Pratt in there, and we got to make sure that we keep selling toys. And... Well, yeah. uh, other than that, uh, a, a new set of Lord of the Rings movies, which it's been 22 years since its release. But has it been 22 years since the last one? When was the no, last Hobbit? That's what I'm saying. They have a chance to fix The Hobbit because The Hobbit was n- none of those were good whatsoever, not even a little bit. But that's the thing is is they they say they're rebooting this this franchise. No one said anything about reboot. The article they I just said, said new movies. No, I heard it was like um this was the article that that I that I got. It says, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, in an earnings call Thursday, Warner Brothers and New Line reportedly announced a deal that would see them making multiple films based from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. No further details have been revealed and no creative talent yet is attached, although Peter Jackson and his collaborators said that they've been kept, quote, in the loop but are not affiliated at this point. Right. The big news is that there is no longer one ring to rule them all. Um, there... <laughs> So yeah, it's um, uh, they they can fix the Hobbit, you, you know. If they might do Lord of the Rings things, and like I said, maybe have Tom Bombadil stuff or whatever. What they can do, they can go and they can do Hobbit the way it was supposed to be done, uh, and and not whatever the hell it was that we got um, to begin with. Uh, other exciting movie news from decades ago: uh, Dana Carvey made a Instagram post that has a lot of people wondering if we're getting another Wayne's World. Uh, it was a uh, photo of Garth painting Wayne laying on the couch. Ooh. And he said, uh, in the quote, he or the little tag he put, says, Garth says, I like to paint. <laughs> and it's like... I like to paint pretty pictures. Yeah. So uh, that has a lot of people clamoring for a new Wayne's World, and I imagine that we would be right there with everybody uh, for that one. Um Something else, too. Uh, new Schwarzenegger Netflix show. Did you see that? I did. I Fubar. did. Um, and I'm okay with this. I'm okay with any Arnold Schwarzenegger content. So um, sign me up, dude. Yeah, but did you see it? No. Did you see I the, just read the article. Oh, it looks like crap. Yeah, well, so it's, did that. What was that, that movie? It's where a it was like, spy adventure series, uh, and it's a comedy. And half of this little uh, little tiny teaser trailer is he gets kicked in the nuts and left to suffer in pain. And that's half that trailer. I'm okay with it. Give me more Give me more Arnold before he's dead. Conan the King. We need Conan the King and triplets. Uh, before some of these comments get away from me, uh, Mark Landry on YouTube commenting about the, the the show we pitched. He said, "Make it like a Knight's Tale with gratuitous Queen songs." A Knight's Tale rules. I just wanted to comment and say a Knight's Tale rules. Any movie with Queen song rule. it kinda uh, rules. Highlander, uh, uh, Flash, uh, Gordon. Flash Gordon, and yeah, Knight's yeah. Tale. Uh, Tyler over on YouTube says, "I've always wanted to do a similar show, but instead of a tavern, it would be a public access field news reporter." Um, I just wanted to say, are you familiar with all breaks or all gas, no breaks? Um, because that's 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 the guy. Um, he is this like f- 
just gonzo field news reporter kid that dresses in a suit and goes out and interviews insane people. Um, yeah, if you've never watched All Gas, No Breaks, check it out. Uh, going back through in... Um, that would say son-in-law had a crazy little thing called love. Well, uh, talking pitch and stuff, uh, Vince said earlier in our, our little pre-chat uh, that he put into the uh, AI chatbots, uh, Polly Shore in Hook. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the best. Welcome to Neverland, bu- uh, buddy. Think happy mm-hmm. thoughts. We, like gnarly nugs, dude. We's in the goop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it, buddy. Um, anyway. I would be so super stoked about a Polly Shore. Has he been here yet? Have you gone to see Polly Shore at the comedy club? Uh, no, Has that's that already May. happened? Okay. But Mark Landry just dropped some news on YouTube that Bangarang I had no idea buddy. is that the all gas, no breaks guy got canceled for being a sex creep. Well, damn it. Why does everybody that, that that starts something neat has to be really awful? So, I mean, his his earlier content was cool. I mean, you know, sucks that he's a creep, but damn, somebody needs to pick up that mantle. Um, anyway, damn it, that sucks. Well, it's like Justin Roiland's a creep. Everybody like, you know, it was like uh, that's not what happened. He he has uh, that's like a whole thing where it was like a a. His ex girlfriend put a restraining or tried to say that he. So hit wait, her. is he is he back? Okay, do we like Justin Rowland again? I, I, I can't don't keep know. Up with those, I don't so. know that there's ever been a reason to not like him. It's well, they just, canceled him from the show. They cut ties from him to keep themselves safe. But the whole story that I read about it was she claimed that he hit her. He put a restraining order against her. What about all the teenage sexting? I've never heard anything. Justin Rowland. I didn't hear anything about that. It was just like the they said that he may have hit one of his ex girlfriends, but everything said that it was bogus. Man, this world is weird. Like this is a weird. I haven't ass seen world. anything about Justin Roiland being like a not okay dude. I, I the the um I was saying so Dean on Twitch comes in with a little fact to it. it says people have leaked DMs where he's been creepy with minors on Instagram. On Justin Roiland? Yeah, like okay. um. Well. Rick and Morty, Justin Rowland. And then hey, there was, there was what's his name, that everybody, like Firefly guy that uh, everybody liked, and he got canceled. He was like a Marvel guy for a while, and uh, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he comes in and fixes your franchise, and now we've forgotten about him. Um, Firefly guy. He did Firefly, and everybody... It was, it was, it was, oh, Joss Whedon. Joss, Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joss Whedon sucks. I'm, Joss Whedon's always sucked. I thought you were talking about, like, Nathan Fillion or the or the dude that no, plays the no. pirate from Dodgeball. I'm like, no, neither one of those guys. There's yeah. nothing wrong with everyone. I mean, Joss Whedon, everybody knows he's a creep now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so. yeah, he sucks. Uh, but does it mean that we... we have to hate those things that well, existed since, like, since we've stepped outside of movie news and are talking about celebrity hot goss <laughs> did you see that <laughs> That's uh, movie news. vladimir putin gave steven seagal the um what's it called the order of friendship what the f- what it's the like highest civilian order or the highest i want the order of friendship not from putin i don't care i want it to be a nationally recognized i don't care who it's from that seems cool he was given the order of friendship for like uh, his uh outstanding service national relations no because steven seagal like a year or two ago joined like a pro kremlin russian political party and he's like super into putin he's even gone into occupied ukraine to support the russian troops and stuff have you not seen this 
You know, now. like in 2017, Ukraine banned Steven Seagal from their entire country for I remember that, national yeah. security purposes. They're like, hey, you can't come in this country for five years. But Steven Seagal has like a big hard on for, for Russia and he's like homeboys with Putin. So he gave him like the order of friendship. That's so whack. Um, not to reference any more possibly canceled YouTube celebrities, but uh, Come Town does a really funny episode about um, uh, Steven Seagal and they were watching some of his movies and reviewing one and it's hysterical um now yeah so for, so for some of our viewers here that have been with us for a while you may have remembered there's been times in the past where i've defended steven seagal and his martial art ability uh because some movies are friggin' cool I, I am i am not going to be anywhere near steven seagal's corner whatsoever so anywhere. what about under siege under Siege is a sick movie. You okay. can't take that away. That's what I'm saying. And that's where... That's but where when everyone's like, Steven Skull's not real. He can't do martial arts stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe you don't know. He and used uh, to be able to do martial arts. Yeah. I don't know about anymore, but um, there comes a time in every man's life where he can no longer chop and kick in the way he could in his Tyler youth. Tyler says we got to send Gary Busey to fight Steven Seagal. He always loses in the movies, man. Gary Busey never wins in the no, movies. No, he doesn't. Those teeth won't save him. Um, Tony Garrett says Tokyo Midnight Diner is very relaxing. Yes, Midnight Diner is very relaxing. Uh, Dean on Twitch says Seagal's only global humanitarian <laughs> act has been stop making movies in the West. That's a quote. I wonder where that <laughs> came from. Yeah, um, you know Steven Seagal. Like, and that that brings up a big movie related question that we ask a lot on this show, and it and it involves with how do you separate art from the artists you know um when like the Ke the kevin spacey thing Can we, do we have to go back and every movie that kevin spacey did a great performance in go those movies sucked it's like well no that they were products of lots of people he's back to but, getting like uh recognized at award shows and stuff like that outside of the united states but but it but it's like where do we because because obviously steven seagal was not the director the financier the boom operator the the crafty the 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 dp the gaffer the best boy he was not any of these things he was just the guy in the movie and you know is he the only person that gets royalties from this absolutely not you know and 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 when we're when we're canceling movies and series and things like that based off of uh do i say we keep making more of them no don't put that person in the star of it but does it mean we have to go forever like go burn our dvd copy of whatever because this guy was in it i think that's kind of stupid because you know we all enjoyed it and we all like can say okay we enjoyed it but that guy's an asshole but i'm going to continue liking this you know and that's kind of also how i feel about jk rowling i can still enjoy prisoner of azkaban because that movie fucking slaps uh yeah because serious black is my boy yeah does that mean i think jk rowling's awesome Absolutely not. Does it mean I want to, to to check out anything she writes in the future? Probably not. Oh, but sad. I'm going to enjoy Prisoner of Azkaban, and I'm not going to pretend that I didn't, and I'm not going to pretend you that I, that I don't. Sad news is uh, the girl that played Luna Lovegood has come out recently in like a strong defense of J.K. Rowling. Oh. And her, like, uh, she's like, maybe people should quit picking on J.K. Rowling and kind of leave her alone some. She's like, uh, leave she's J.K. alone! The Chris Crocker of, <laughs> yeah, J.K. Rowling. Which sucks, because, like, Luna Lovegood was, like, one of the cool characters. Uh, and to find out that uh, that actress is like, maybe J.K. Rowling's okay, you guys. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Because, because, again, the internet... And information, data traveling and consumption is not only at an all-time high, but it's an all-time fast. And if we were to go back and be able to hyper-gather information on a 
just a extreme minute level of every celebrity that's ever lived. Like, you know, if we knew <clears throat> everything that the Beatles did or everything that um, every president probably ever before social media did or every every person that's rich, powerful and famous did. Um, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine the shit that Leonardo da Vinci probably got up to? You know, can can you even imagine? Celebrity was not like, what it is now. Then, dude, I I am probably pretty sure that, like, bitch, I got a flying machine, and they'd be like, "What?" And he's like, "Come over here, and I'll paint you, and we can fly, we can drink wine, and uh, and we will." Explore the horizons of the body of anatomy. Look at this drawing of a dude's pee pee that I drew, and like yeah. And then you they know, walk into his workshop, and there's all these cadavers he's carved up to find about out about the insides and drawn them. And they're like, oh, it really smells in here. And he's just like, sick, dude. Da Vinci, dude. <laughs> just being myself, bro. Yeah. But you know, there there are humans are freaking weirdos, and the 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 more power money influence and lack of um um consequence that humans get uh it it, it it's it's the ring of power man it becomes the precious and they go crazy like Gollum. and um yeah we don't need we don't need to know i mean we probably need to know so that they don't keep doing it but um I don't know. It's a it's a weird philosophical. We could we could teach a class on it. It's it's all ethics and philosophy and um it's weird. We're Socrates when you need him, you know? Um Bill and Ted's. Uh Night Alishley says on Twitch, I'm unwilling to give up on enjoying creative content. I also don't give up purchasing from every single business or company that does stuff against my beliefs. Can you imagine the depth of time it would take to take every product out of your life that was overlapped with something you didn't believe in? It's too much. Agreed. Yeah, because what if you find out that Jimmy Dean was a butthole. God, those sausages <laughs> though, dude. But I mean, but 100% correct. You know, to track down Every source of vileness that that is is in an average consumer's life, you know, uh, oh man, it's it's that's a rabbit hole you can't win. So it's just just do the best you can, and you know, do I eat Chick Fil A anymore? No. Do I crave that chicken from time to time? Absolutely. Just put pickle juice on the chicken you got. Same thing. Hell yeah. And 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 sometimes I've even thought about it. But then thank God there's a huge line out there every single time which defers me from, from giving in to temptation. But it's just too much. It's too much. So anyway, um, Dina says on Twitch, this conversation is what we base whole careers on in the humanities. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and, and this show could go on for three hours about it. But we got more news to talk about. Yeah. So, hey, what's up? In, in the news with uh, all of those people we were just talking about that are uh, not cool people and will probably be canceled. And everyone loves them right now, but might not tomorrow. The SAG and PGA uh, both occur. Oh, God. We're talking to uh, Mark Wahlberg under fire right now. Oh, really? I didn't see that. You'll have to enlighten me in a second. Well, he but... presented an award to Asian people, and, oh, which is kind okay. of in poor taste because he beat up some Asian people that one time. Uh, that old dude. He beat the hell out of an old Asian man back yeah. before he was Marky Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super racist because he's from Baston. Um, so at the SAG Awards, uh, some of the more noticeable things, Sam Elliott won uh, Male in a TV or Limited uh, Series, Outstanding Male for 1883. Um, then uh, Outstanding in Supporting Role for Male and Female was uh, uh, Ki Hui Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis. 
for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which Mich- is back in our AMC theaters this week. Michelle Yeoh won for Outstanding Female Lead. Uh, Brendan Fraser for Outstanding Male Lead. Uh, all those have been, those are kind of givens. Uh, and then Everything Everywhere for Outstanding Cast. Uh, I think when your uh, lead and two main supporting roles uh, take the, the awards in their categories, yeah, the, the Outstanding Cast is given. And then Top Gun won for Stunt Ensemble. Oh, well, look at that. How about that? And then well, at, look the, at, that. at the Producers uh, <laughs> Guild Awards, uh, Tom Cruise himself got a Career Achievement Award. And then um, uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won for Best Animated. And then Till uh, took award not long after its showing at the White House. Mm-hmm. for uh, it, it got the Stanley Kramer Award, uh, which is for productions that illuminate and raise public awareness on important social issues. So, uh, you know, sometimes award shows uh, are not completely uh, and totally dumb. As uh, Al Topich says on uh, Twitch, he says, uh, everything everywhere is going to sweep the Oscars. That is a guaranteed because the Academy could not be happier with such an inclusive and diversive (laughs) uh, cast. And they're like, no, all the awards go there so we don't get put on blast again. Um, it's going to win everything. And it just happens to be a really, really, really amazing movie. Well, and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon's been back, back in the movie theater for like a month and a I half. Know, I'm so, like, I know. It's been there forever. Uh, I want to see it. I've been recommending it Go to so it. many people. It's yeah. been there for weeks. It's I not going to be there forever. Well, they only show like one time a day, yeah. and uh, it's always like right at I'm busy o'clock. So uh, let's see. Here in the chat tyler on youtube says when's the tom cruise steven seagal crossover um who knows maybe well just ask chatbot well, well, well it'll happen uh, yeah i don't know that tom cruise would ever agree to work with steven seagal we'll i mean in mid journey the, the 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 man is it just got his career achievement at the producers guild uh for being like mr movies uh you know he's he's 60 uh, he's uh, super into the movies. The worst thing anyone's ever had to say about him is that he's a Scientologist, which is something that he's he's fine with, and he's not done anything to hurt people with it. Uh, so that he's, we know of, he's jumped on a couch and got wild on Oprah, and and people <laughs> are like, "Who's a Scientologist?" It's like, yeah, but has he ever hurt anyone? Not that I'm aware. We of. don't know what they do in those Scientology meetings. All he does, yeah, pay a lot of money for for. They could be eating babies, and religion. we would never know. Because the, where's the evidence? They ate it all. The souls of, of aliens. Yeah, two two baby ghosts come and lead I, us there. I want to know about these tons of people, Vince. Uh, anyhow, I, I really doubt that Tom Cruise would ever uh, agree to work with Steven Seagal on, on anything because I, I just can't see that happening. Well, uh, give me um, my damn Mission Impossible already, though. Yeah, we need that. Uh, any other news bits that I didn't have much written down this week, other than the stuff that we've already oh, talked about? Sony uh, is making a full-length adaptation of a Dutch short film called Gnomes, and it's going to be a horror movie about gnomes. Remember David the Gnome? That weird show, like that was on um, Nickelodeon. Like before, they had Nick Kids or whatever they call it now, for where the the face like goes burp, 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 and it makes kids more insane than they already need to be. David the Gnome, and it's a really weird show. And I think you can watch it on 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 YouTube. And it was like a calming, very <laughs> strange vanilla show. Um, it's very very strange. And I just I, I vividly remember the intro because there's these little gnomes like running like isometric 3D view of this little gnome and his little gnome booty like running through the woods. And um, 
I don't know. I'm sure this will be. It'll ruin all my memories of David the Gnome seeing killer gnomes. Yeah, well, it's being produced by uh, Sean Levy, uh, the dude that does Stranger Things, and his team with Ryan Reynolds for a couple movies like uh, Free Guy, Deadpool 3, uh, things like that. So, um, Sony producing a horror movie. That's that's something that we'll, we'll see where that goes. Oh, here we go. Check this out. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get get in here with this. Like, how peaceful is this? You know, this is kids don't have this anymore. It just makes you happy. Do not get our show taken off because we're gonna listen to some. I'm pretty sure that like Vares Saraband is not gonna cancel us for playing the world of David the Gnome theme, like. Yeah, and there's like the fox that they would ride on, like David the Gnome. And David is like, little David the Gnome had like magic gnome powers, and there'd be like a feud between like, you know, chipmunks and squirrels, and he'd be like, all right, this bullshit's gotta stop with happiness. And like, he'd like fix it. David the Gnome was pretty awesome. It's like Tom Bombadil. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, yeah, 1.1 million views can't be wrong, says says Vince. Um, Tyler asked, wasn't he a doctor? Pretty sure he was a doctor. There was trolls, Night Ashley says over on Twitch. There were trolls. They were like the clumsy bad guys, you know, the gargamels of the, the Smurf world. Um, yeah, anyway, um, I can't play the NeverEnding Story uh, theme song. I saw NeverEnding Story in the, in the chat. Definitely can't do that because that is like... Um, that would get us put into copyright jail real fast. But David the Gnome, I'm pretty sure we can get away with that one. Um, God, yeah, blast from the past. Um, okay, other news. Blah, 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 didn't have anything. Let's talk about the movies that are coming out this week in mm-hmm. theaters, which is not much. Um, February 28th, 2023. It's um, it's it's a slow week. Um, and, and you're welcome, Night Alishly over on Twitch. So thank you for that. Uh February 28th, The Man in the Basement, an indie film coming out. Uh, it's about, I think, like a secret Nazi or something. Um, it says, after a Jewish couple sells their basement to a former history teacher, they discover his secret is a life as an anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist. As the couple struggles to rescind the sale, the buyer befriends their teenage daughter. It sounds like kind of an inverse. Remember, um, what was that? There was a movie with um, uh, Ethan Hawke, and there was like, um, uh, and, and, and wasn't... Um, Gandalf, uh, the guy that lived in the apt pupil. Thank you, Velvet Santa. He lived in the basement and was like like a secret still Nazi, and was like old guy Nazi, um, or a Nazi in hiding. He was like a high ranking member of the SS that like lived in the neighborhood. Evil um, Ian McKellen. Yeah, Mark Landry, apt pupil. Um, anyway, uh, I, I don't think this this is a, this is a, a French movie. I believe that that is probably going to get a very small, limited release here in the states, but it is coming out today. Also, Last Chance Charlene. Uh, it's another kind of indie comedy uh, drama. It's about uh, the main character reeling from her brother's suicide. Ha ha! Comedy. Uh, a writer actress trying to pull her complicated life back together and finally making a break in her career, starring Allison Ewing as uh, Charlene, and then a cast of. 
of uh, up-and-comers that are probably not going to get expanded release either. And then another documentary coming out this week called We Are Not Ghouls. It is about the Air Force uh, attorney Yvonne Bradley assigned to defend this man who was held at Guantanamo Bay. Um, it's uh, You can look it up. It's, it's, um, it's a documentary there. You can probably not see it uh, at your local theater because it's probably not going to get another wide release. It's a lot of limited stuff. Well, uh, talking about things that aren't going to get another wide release, but it is exciting to find out that it will be coming out this weekend mm-hmm. uh, in more than 200 theaters, a re-release of, or a re-re-release. re re Three R's, R-R-R, is hitting theaters again on the 3rd. Uh, being okay. brought back. They're starting that with a special event uh, in uh, probably L.A. or whatever. They're going to have the director, one of the stars, some of the people that were involved in the movie. They're going to have a whole special event. And then this weekend, it's going back into theaters for the third time mm-hmm. in the United States. Uh, so uh, whenever I review Indian movies and things like that, just know that there is that audience out there. I know I got one or two RRR was released uh, on Netflix uh, in the U.S., but this will be the third time it's also been put into theaters for the United States. Uh, and that's exciting to see, um, a, you know, a foreign film, um, one of Grip's foreign films, entering mm-hmm. the theater again uh, with popularity. So uh, that, that, that's kind of a cool bit of... Um, things you don't get to see every day well the expanded release movies and stuff that's going to be hitting theaters near you uh this this friday are obviously creed 3 you've been seeing the trailers for it everybody's gonna you know it's 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 different rocky um so this one is um follows you know creed where his old pal like gets out of jail and they have a vendetta and i'm trying to figure out like doesn't this follow another rocky storyline where it's like fighting your best friend um, or in, it's the first one, basically, right? He, mm-hmm. Doesn't he have to fight Adonis again or Apollo again mm-hmm. in one of the movies? Huh. So Rocky. No, 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 no. Was the one where he used to train him? Was that not one? Four. The that was part four. No. So uh, Apollo trained Rocky in three. So to who, fight Clubber Lang. So the first Rocky was that Apollo found a nobody right. that he could uh, get. Uh, views with and it was Rocky and Rocky tied uh, Apollo or lost in points or something like that but it was so close and Apollo got his ass beat so bad that they wanted a rematch because it wasn't the the runaway fight that Apollo won right okay and then in Rocky 2 Rocky won because it was just the rematch right. movie. And then in Rocky 3, Rocky's the champ. He's full of himself. Clubber Lang climbs up from nowhere. Three and four hours. Beats get Rocky in like round two or three. Because that's so, Mr. T, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Apollo and his uh, coach train Rocky to come up uh, and, and fight hard again. And then he beats Clubber Lang. And then Rocky 4. Avin Drago. Drago. Everybody knows that one. Five, we don't talk about, which is Tommy Gunn. That's the one I was thinking of. No, the first now, Creed is just the uh, Rocky Five. Okay, that's what I was because yeah. it's Rocky has a protege. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, well, in anyway, this is the sequel to Creed Two, uh, obviously because it's the third one. Um, I'll go see it. You know, I mean, I like I've enjoyed the Creed movies up until this point. I really like no, no Rocky in this. I one. like Michael B. Jordan. Um, so we will. We, I'm, I'm going to check it out. We will report back. It is coming. It is coming out. No, uh, no Sylvester Stallone involvement whatsoever. No, that is kind of a though. bummer. That so it makes me feel bad about supporting it, especially with all the things coming out about how he's not credited or, or given the proper credit for Rocky. 
and, and doesn't see any of the uh, uh, royalties and things like that from it. Uh, one fun thing about that is that someone took that poster and made Kang and Killmonger. <clears throat> okay, that's funny. Yeah, and I was like, okay, uh, and I had to put it put it together. Yeah, because they're both they're both Marvel Marvel bad boys. Um, so the the other movie that has has come out that um, hang on. I'm trying to find a fact here because I want to know why. I don't have the whole story here. Um, but Operation Fortune, uh, this movie is something that we re- reported on a long, long time ago. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. You, I mean, this was like two years ago we reported on this. Has it and, been that long? Yeah. It's been a while. It was like 2021 or 2020 when this, this f- movie was filmed. And it... Um, it, it got pulled, and I'm trying to find why, and I think, oh, okay, okay, found it. Here it is. Did a little quick Google search in there. It says, reports indicate that the film was pulled from release not due to COVID-19 pandemic, as kind of what the original pull was, but it because it featured gangsters of Ukrainian nationality as the main antagonists, and they were afraid it was going to be kind of in poor taste with the whole Ukrainian-Russian conflict that's going on right now. And um, 370 days today or something like that? Yeah, so this is a movie that I've been kind of excited about. Um, reviews have come back saying that it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a little different from an, a regular adventure movie. I do like Guy Ritchie's sort of capery action movies. I don't necessarily like, you know, his foray into Disney and things like this. But I also love this cast. I really enjoy Aubrey Plaza and Jason Statham and Carrie Ells and Hugh Grant and Josh Hartnett. And, like, it, there is a lot of people in this movie that I really enjoy watching on screen. And um, so I am excited about this coming out in theaters this weekend. This is the this is the movie I'm gonna see this weekend for sure. Like I'll see Creed, but this is the one I I gotta I want to see. How does Aubrey Plaza fit in with that crew? Aubrey Plaza can do anything. Did, 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 there was a movie that she was what in. Was that the the dates for the weddings movie though? Did you watch that? Uh, not, is, wait, is that what it was called? Dave and Doug need wedding dates or something like that. I don't think I saw that one. Uh, Mike, Mike and Dave need wedding dates in 2016. Yeah. I did not see that. But I did see uh, the, the movie that she was most recently uh, I really, really enjoyed was Emily the Criminal, which came out in 2022. That movie was fantastic and showed that she really does have a range hmm. as a um, not just a typecast actress, but somebody that has some some uh character and she's also the the chick that really wanted to bang on de niro and dirty grandpa oh Aubrey plaza it, it, her sense of humor is pretty great and wow um yeah uh and she's like my age too so aubrey if you're listening um anyway no she's super funny i love watching her on screen she's a lot more talented than people give her credit for i'm uh and i think that this movie while being an action comedy um i don't know i'm looking forward to it and god geez i hope that guy ritchie can return to classic Guy Ritchie. You know, he has done some some serious hits and some serious misses. But, I mean, and, and Jason Statham's one of those dudes. I know we always make fun of him for the... What well, do you know? I like Jason Statham. Well, I always make... We always say one last job. The job. We, we make fun. We say the job. You join in on that. Jason's not washing. We can say that he smells bad and he has booger nose. Like, he's oh. not going to watch. Um, but, we, you know, I, I like watching Jason Statham movies. They're stupid in a, in a, in a fun, you know, popcorn-y way. But I think this one's going to be good. Um, 
the gentleman, as Tyler says, the gentleman was a bit of a miss for me. Um, I agree to to a certain but point. But it's like internet meme, like it's the gentleman. A, yeah, mm-hmm. it's nothing but just like meme clips or just like uh, YouTube short clips and stuff. But uh, but if you've not heard the plot for for Operation Fortune, it's uh, Special Agent. Orson Fortune and his team of operatives recruiting one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission when the sale of deadly new weapon technology threatens to disrupt the world order. So, sounds already ridiculous, but Josh Hartnett, sign me up, dude. I'm there. I'm there. Always. Put him in a movie. I'll check it out. Um, and Carrie Ells. Come on. When's the last time you've, you've, you've seen him? So, I'm, I'm ready for it. Those are the two big, big releases this week. Um, you know, uh, there is a there is another Demon Slayer release that'll probably get a Fathom event. Wow, it's, you're gonna uh, have a busy weekend. Yeah, it's the To the Swordsmith Village. I don't know if we're gonna get it here, but uh, that is coming out in limited theaters as well. So, um, yeah, getting some indie stuff going on, and then two big, big major ones, and then you know some anime out there if you uh, if you're gonna get it in your Fathom events. Although with the success of the last Demon Slayer release, I'm sure it might hit expanded faster than they might probably wait for ant-man to get out of some theaters because that was another big bit of news no one's watching ant-man i was going to talk about that when we got to the box office bit but yeah uh quantumadia had the highest drop in the second week for any marvel movie ever so far 69 percent drop uh it's not that far away from what thor love and thunder which was 67 percent or black widow which was 67.8 percent were uh, but it is enough of a drop that uh, it, it claims that uh, top spot for worst <laughs> one. Uh, so enough people watched it that first week, which was like best in the Ant-Man releases. Uh, they were like, ooh, and, and then stayed away from it. it it's, well, I, uh, it was a dumb movie. It was a really dumb movie. Nothing happened in it. All it was was like, well, what if Ant-Man beat Kang? Oh, not not the only Kang. There's millions more, and they're all better than that one. That was the worst Kang. So the worst of the worst Kangs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Not honestly on Twitch said uh, Jesus. I thought Josh Hartnett was dead. Actually, I'm not going to explain it all here on on Twitch. But if you Google why he took a big hiatus from acting, you'll actually like him even more. Um, just a cool dude. Uh, Tyler says, try and make it to Crouching Tiger before it leaves theater. It's really great if you get to see it on a good screen. I would love to, and I recommend this movie wholeheartedly to anybody that's got uh, Crouching Tiger because it's like what the some anniversary showing of it. I think. I'm um, sure. I don't know. Yeah, the Michelle Yeoh takes over the world anniversary. <clears throat> yep. Uh, which I'm okay for. It's been a long time coming. But all right, we got to review some movies. Let's talk about Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear in theaters right now, doing way better than most people predicted. Um, I could have told you it was good. It had great marketing. It 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 it, it leans. It has in, a great title. It's a great title. It leans into what the internet loves to laugh at and make fun of. I mean, it. This is this is a Sharknado uh, all over again, um, but with with uh, Elizabeth Banks at the, at the in the driver's seat. So you know, from you could tell it was an Elizabeth Banks thing right from the get-go it just it just the first opening using the same song from you know wet hot american summer which i mean she was involved in um it just it just you were like you know you're in for 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 something ridiculous but uh but yeah we 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 caught this this weekend and i'm gonna let jake uh take the lead on this one and tell us what he thought oh man okay well uh yeah cocaine bear i kind of talked about it a little bit uh, I, was it in the, the pre-show some where you said you only caught about 20 minutes on the original showing so you watched it again 
you you get exactly what its title is. Um, it's a bear on cocaine. It's loosely based on uh, the true story of a guy who jumped out of a plane. Parachute didn't open. He went splat in a dude's driveway. Uh, and then Knoxville, three or, Tennessee. Yeah, three or four months later, they found a bear in the Chattahoochee forest, uh, and and uh, autopsy showed it had three or four grams of cocaine uh, of cocaine in its body. So that the Elsa and the uh, you know Elsa and Olaf, all these hikers, this is this is this is all fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so really, the whole thing was they just found a dead bear, found out that it had ate some of the cocaine, and then speculation was that it ate more than what it was found with the dead in its body. Uh, forty. But, it said forty open plastic cocaine. Uh, containers of cocaine around the the in northern georgia the bear is currently on display at the kentucky for kentucky fun mall in lexicons kentucky which uh they have named it cocaine bear in 2015 it's actually on tour across the country right now going to uh different openings of of yeah yeah they never re- recovered any of it that was in the forest or right. whatever but uh, so the point is they took this and the, yeah they spun it into a horror movie a a, a slasher movie but with a bear uh and it as velvet santa just said on twitch the cocaine was like the bear spinach it was some very popeyean popeyean moments kind of yeah and and it was all it needed to perk up whenever it was down or if if it was injured in some way uh just the slight hint of uh of strong narcotics was enough to to perk it up and and yeah you know yeah, yeah the whole thing um it's a slasher movie but w- with a bear it's it's not like a jaws type thing uh where it's like a horror movie uh through and through it's a, it's a comedy movie with lots of of gore and it's very much a dark comedy un- horror unstoppable yeah. uh, slasher villain that has a habit of being anywhere that a victim is no matter how much time it should take to get between them uh, you have all these human victims uh, that are in different locations at different times and yet the the bear finds a way to terrorize and murder all of them at once uh, it mm-hmm. makes no sense. No, it makes it doesn't need um, to. You don't. You if you try to think about this movie, it, it, it'll mess it up. It's just there for you to watch it and wait for how the bear is going to kill the next kill the person. next one, or how the other people are going to kill each other trying to protect themselves from the bear. And and uh, you know, one what the, the 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 problem with movies like these is you know it's hard to fill ninety five minutes with a cohesive plot line. So. There, there was too many human characters in it, and, and they tried to focus too much on the people's story rather than the bear that was out there, which is really all you, were, you wanted that's to what see. We, that's what we signed up for. There was there was enough characters brought in, and some of them were goofy, and some of them were fun, and you have to have the plot. The main plot is that there's uh, a couple of kids that go into the woods uh and then the mom has to go find him, and that that was enough. But they they kept more Layering and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the kids, of course, do more cocaine than what would have killed that bear. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they yeah. were fine. They just ate it like a knife on a fork. Right. Or, or, right. Uh, right. Cocaine on a knife just ate it. Um, Mark it, Landry says way too many cur- uh, human characters. By the end, he had no idea who everyone was. Yeah, that's from YouTube. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, as long as you don't think about it or or really even attempt to care, it's a lot. It's fun. So it, uh, it does what it's supposed to. Night Alice was talking about like her favorite part where she laughed a lot in the theater. 
the part that I laughed the hardest at, which was weird because nobody in the theater, because I, you know, I, I went had to go back and watch the whole movie because at the drive-in I didn't get to see much, and the theater was packed, right? And people were just like ready to laugh. You know how like in, you go to those horror movies and everyone's just like ready to be scared. Um, but this one had jump scares though. There was there, there was, was several couple, jump yeah. scares in the movie. The the part that I laughed the most on is when the cop got stuck on top of the gazebo, and then he's like, "Well, let me get down there," and he goes to the edge. And he's like, "Oh, um." Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just stuck. And I don't know why that cracked me up so hard because it was such a real moment. So, and, and and there's things about it. Some of these people, like their deaths are gruesome and brutal, but funny. And, and you're like, oh, I didn't know I needed that, but that's amazing to see. And someone in the comments mentioned trauma movies. This is a trauma movie. It kind is a trauma of. movie. It, like it, or could be. It, they, feels yeah, it feels exactly like a trauma, like a trauma movie. movie, especially when someone's just standing there minding their own business, and all of a sudden, their brains are not inside of their head anymore. And you're just like, where did that come from? And that's the kind of thing where I was like, I didn't know I needed to see that, but there it is, and that was hilarious. But then there's other ones where you're like, oh, well, why did they kill that person in that way? That's not fun at all. Well, uh, so there's there's yeah. ones that were very fun and ones that were off screen and ones that you saw and you're like, well, that's a total letdown. Uh, it, it's, it's a very hit and miss movie because it, it had what I wanted it to have, which was an insane killer bear on, on cocaine. cocaine. But at the same time, it, it had too much of what distracted from that. Like they wanted to give the bear a redemption arc. They wanted to introduce villains because the bear isn't the villain, even though the bear is the villain through the whole movie. Uh, and, and then they wanted to focus on human elements, but the bear disrupts it too often to make you even care about that because the bear is what you want to see. And then they take the bear away, away right when you, you start to have the bear you want. You're like, yeah, the bear's there. It's mauling someone. This is what I want. And they're like, but here's emotion, and I would it. It's enough to take you out of it so that you can't enjoy what it is. But there's enough of the movie there that y- you don't feel like you got um, taken. I guess does that make sense? Yes. Uh, as Al said on Twitch, um, drugs are the real villain. And, I and guess that's true. <clears throat> that's that's the absolute truth of the movie. Yeah. But the one thing that that, that that I'm glad you said that because it does bring up something that I've said on previous episodes, not related to cocaine beer, but just in in m- modern cinema right now, especially comedies, where it's like cocaine is like the new marijuana, you know. And 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 this is something that like. <laughs> It's funny, as an adult, I can look at this and I can laugh, and this is, I don't know, I just feel a little weird about celebrating the fun and hilarity of illegal narcotics, you know, and uh, because, like, drug use amongst young people is higher than it's ever been, and, um, you know, like, we all gotten to accept weed, you know, weed's okay, you know, we've got, it's legal in several places, but, but cocaine is just, is still not, you know, it's, and it probably won't be, you probably won't, like, have recreational cocaine use on the no ballot anytime soon. No one's heart's going to explode after they toke toke reefer. Right. right. And, and 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 but we're seeing in movies where like marijuana's boring now and you know like Harold and Kumar like starting with weed like who cares? Who cares about a stoner comedy? Everybody's a stoner comedy now. We got to up the ante and now it's cocaine and like kids are doing cocaine and bears are doing cocaine and like ha, 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 magic powers of cocaine. And there's a part of me where I'm laughing but I'm also going like Man, should we be really like 
talking about how great cocaine is. I did wonder what the uptick in uh, cocaine foot, use in foot traffic to Chattahoochee Forest is because at the end of the movie they go and it was never recovered. How many people are going to visit a national park to try and find cocaine. it? Yeah, try and find yeah DB Cooper's lost money. Uh, which is just the yeah the yeah we're gonna gonna get reports of someone falling off of like a bluff because they thought they saw a cocaine bag in uh, in Chattahoochee National Forest but but way down yonder somewhere uh, there's some cocaine I guess on the Chattahoochee uh, never never knew how much that muddy water hid that coke um, as a song um but the, but getting the the cocaine thing I just I don't I don't you you were not we're not doing like fun adventure comedies off of heroin yet you know we're not doing um i don't know it just it's just weird i don't know i something inside me knows that it's wrong but um i'm still i'm, I'm still laughing most of the movie so really? yeah <laughs> i mean there was enough that i understood it was a comedy but there was nothing in it that made me laugh i guess except for yeah what you, the the one cop character who was cool <laughs> and then so sweet He's one of the characters you didn't, you don't get enough of. They they started out where they're like, this one's gonna be a a big a big character in the movie, kind of like the detective in Halloween. Yeah, you know, and then eventually he just ceases to be in the movie. And you're like, oh, but he, he was such a well, he was a well crafted comedic character, and yeah, he and didn't get enough screen time. You're right. Yeah, he was the best character. They gave too much time to. Uh, uh, Ice Cube's kid, uh, O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he had a little too much time, um, and I, I could have for a character that didn't have much going on. They gave him a lot of screen a time. lot of screen time. Uh, I think because you know he was one of the bigger celebrities in the movie. Uh, well, I mean Ray Liotta obviously is, Ray Liotta is no longer with us, but um, <clears throat> and Margot Martindale, she's always fun. But it's out there. It's fun. It's silly. It's stupid. Um, is this a theater movie? Probably not. Like, I think this is going to probably rip up Netflix. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and online. But this uh, is going to be like, yeah, streaming big numbers. Yeah. It's going to be a monster hit on on uh, streaming pretty soon. So, oh, and as Velvet Santa said, the uh, the TikTok guy, the guy that does the. the there I, needed the, to be more of him, honestly. Like, the, yeah. the, the characters like that, like the, the comedy characters, like, there was too much of the people that weren't comedic characters in it. Like the, uh, the uh, lady cop um, or uh, Carrie Russell's character. Yeah, um, Carrie, I could have done a, a lot less I, of her. I could have used a lot more of and uh, Alden, uh, the dude from um, uh, Modern Family, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Uh, I could have used him more of him, and yeah, Margot Martindale. Uh, I could have used more of the of the old cop that's like just trying to do his job. Well, and they they put so much emphasis on the two guys that aren't good comedians, which is O.C. Jackson and Alden Einenreich, uh, or Aldenreich, however you pronounce his last name, Aaron, and Aaronreich, um, consonants, vowels, whatever. But you know, all the people that had comedic chops didn't didn't get as much screen time as they they should have. So. Uh, Christopher, uh, what's his name? Have you, have you, have you, uh, the guy, Tormund Giantsbane that Night Owlsley pointed out? Oh, he was pretty funny. And they, they, they needed more of him in the movie. Like a lot of the people, they're like, they, they, they gave you someone funny. You didn't get enough of the, the, the funny out of it. So I, I think it would have been better with this, without the subplot story of the, 
of the uh, drug the ge- yeah, kingpin's the son. Son, yeah. whatever. Um. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not as fun as I wanted it to be, but it's not like it's not a fun movie. Yeah. So Cocaine Bear in theaters right now. You can check it out. I know I put in the title that I was going to talk about We Have a Ghost. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's okay. There. <laughs> I mean, I, I got really tired of it really fast. I mean, it was a cute movie. Um I don't normally review a whole lot of uh, Netflix movies, but this was like a Netflix original. David Harbour is a super cringy-looking ghost. Um, Anthony Mackie, like I don't, I want to like Anthony Mackie a lot, but I, there's just nothing that he's in that really just stands out to me. Um, you know, Tig Notaro was in it. She's always funny, but they didn't get enough screen time. Always um, funny. Most of the time that I see her, she's pretty funny. Uh, there, I'm sure there's things out there that she's... I mean, she, she did a good job of filling in in that zombie movie. She was the they, best part of that zombie when movie. When they uh, kicked old uh, dude out. Um, yeah, and she she didn't visit... She was like green screen entirely. Didn't mm-hmm. interact with any of the cast. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is always funny to watch. Um, we're in a Jennifer Coolidge-assance right now. Uh, just, you know, had a, a cast of cameos and people, but for the most part, the, the, the primary cast was pretty dull. The gimmick wore out pretty quick. And the end, uh, as Vince said, the ending was not smart. Yeah. Um, or you're talking about sharper. Um, that's what they're talking about in the comments. I don't know. But we have a ghost. I don't know. It, there's better movies out there. Watch. What's the one with Michael J. Fox? Um, Frighteners. Watch that yeah. instead. That's a way better movie. Frighteners creeps me the fuck out. It's such a good movie. Um, I like it. I like his ghost buddies, though. The cowboy and the disco dude. Yeah. Like. Frighteners is a, a way better version of this movie. With with is it creepy like Frighteners? No, it's oh. not creepy at all. But it is a ghost movie where somebody's like interacting with ghosts and they're you no, know. Frighteners is your balance of comedy and horror. That's a really good movie. Frighteners makes me laugh, but then scares the piss out of me too. It's such a good movie. God, that's I, I need to go watch Frighteners again. It's so good. But anyway, there you have it. That's that's what's out. Um, and we watched it. We're gonna give you the box office roundup because that's what we do um jake's gonna give you the top 10 movies in america from february 24th through 26th this past weekend that just passed we're gonna give you the top 10 because domestic totals are what base sequels off of we talk about this every week uh these are not worldwide totals just so you know and uh yeah number 10 take it away jake after that, after that yawn. Yeah, well, first, I do want to hit on number 11. Titanic is still hanging in there. It is out for three weeks in its anniversary release. Uh, so go Titanic. Uh, coming in at number 10, remaining at number 10 in its ninth week out, A Man Called Otto, $850,000 brought in by it, $62 million at the domestic box office. Uh, and then still, number nine, No Change, missing in its sixth week out, Uh a million dollars at the theater this past week, bringing its domestic total up to just shy of uh, 31 and a half. And then a uh, uh, drop off uh, by knock at the cabin, not seeing the numbers that anyone wanted it to have. Fourth week out, it brought in 1.8 million this past week, bringing its domestic total up to just shy of 34 million for its total. The only good things I've heard about that movie is that people liked Batista. I hope that people liked Rupert Grant. I like Batista. I, I, I think Rupert Grant's a cool dude. So you you hate his character. Good. I, I saw him do <clears throat> interviews, and everyone's like, this is a turn for you. And yeah. he's like, it's fun. 
Yeah. You hate his character, but you got to appreciate his performance. I was going to say, that means mm-hmm. he's a, a good actor if you're like, oh, stupid Ron Weasley. Yeah. And, but instead, you're like, stupid guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, number seven, 80 for Brady in four weeks out. Brought in more money than Knock at the Cabin, $1.9 million. Its domestic total is at 36 and a half. So this big, huge Shyamalan movie overshadowed by a movie that just came out of nowhere with a bunch of old ladies trying to have sex with Tom Brady. Yeah, well, go Sally Field, you know, and, and Lily Tomlin. So there you go. You put them in a movie, people are going to want to watch it. This is true. Uh, coming in number six, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Ouch, man! Three weeks out, Magic Mike brought in just under three million this past week. Its domestic total is only twenty-three million. Not doing as good as it's not as magical as I think they thought it was going to be. Right, yeah. Well, it also did not get the kind of uh, advertising and, and time um, for people to know it was coming out that the other two movies did, I think. And then number five, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, whooping the shit out of all the movies we've talked about so far. $4.1 million this past week, uh, $173.5 million in its 10 weeks in the theater. So uh, I also saw a thing that said it inadvertently set up uh, another Shrek movie possibility. Yes, uh, yes, it did. I, I need to uh, look further into that. You should check it out. It's pretty fun. I imagine so. Uh, and then number four, Avatar: Way of the Water. Eleven weeks out, four point eight million dollars this past week. I forgot. You know what? I forgot that I watched it. Avatar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I was like, man, I really should go see that, and I go. Oh, wait, I did. $665.5 million in the U.S. It's at like $2.2 billion worldwide. Just solidly at the third biggest movie of all time. It's about $500 million shy of overtaking Adventures Endgame. Uh, and $680 million shy of uh, claim that top spot from the first Avatar. Uh, and then opening at number three, a movie from Lionsgate, Jesus Revolution, $15.8 million. Oh, that came out in a lot more theaters than I thought it was going to, honestly. That's a lot of... I didn't really report on it big because I didn't think it was going to get an expanded yeah, release. 2,500 theaters, same as Avatar right now. Uh, a lot of money for a movie that I, I didn't hear about. So, uh, And then Cocaine Bear opened at number two, brought in $23.26 million. Um, I had read that it had 32. Maybe that was its projected total. Um, But not bad for it. Uh, Regardless, coming in at the two spot, when you have a Marvel movie at number one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, in its second week out, $31.9 million, uh, bringing its domestic total to 167. But that is even with the 70% drop uh, from last week. Well, and, there, and, and this is, again, funny to me because it's performing well as a movie would. You know, $167 million take. Like, I mean, of course, I don't I don't know if they put $400 billion into making this movie. I can't imagine they would since they're churning this crap out. But they're like, the Marvel formula just isn't working. It's like you cannot constantly make $3 billion movies I've every had- month i've had more people tell me in the last week or two that uh they're over marvel movies people that were big marvel fans uh, have been saying that they're they're over the marvel movies they don't do the marvel thing anymore um and and they're burnout on it yeah welcome to yeah. where we've been for a while 
Like, I mean, speaking of, hang on. <clears throat> I've even had people say they've gone back and watched some of the older Marvel movies and see why it, it's it's dumb. They're like, oh, I went back and watched some of the old ones, and I'm like, yeah, these movies suck. Yeah, they're they're not great. I I, I actually, you know, I want to highlight a little piece of Bickerback, even though nobody bought the thing on Twitch. But we had a, a a viewer a long time ago. Him and his dad had like a CNC router setup at their wood shop, and they made this thing. And I've never put it up in the studio because I don't really like Marvel anymore. And it was this really cool thing that they designed and did. It's all wooden and you know etched. It's pretty badass. But like, it's all Marvel, and I'm not I'm not proud of this stuff anymore you know and i feel bad dude but it has the thing and it has oh, 90s cyclops it, it does have some cool stuff on it, it dude it has omega bad. red dude it has some cool stuff on it but um but yeah thanks john i know you're probably not watching but um you know we have some great viewers um yeah cool stuff but it's just sad to see see how it how it has fallen um okay well yeah that's that's your box office report um it we are over time here so we're gonna get out of here but um Oh, I do just want to point out that uh, Cocaine Bear only did $800 underneath Ant-Man per theater average. So mm -hmm, cuz Ant-Man's in a lot more theaters. It's yeah, in about a thousand more theaters, uh, but uh we're no, 800 more theaters. So uh but not bad for uh, an R-rated slasher movie called Cocaine Bear that most families would be like no. no, and then Ant Man being like the big time family movie uh, available right now in the Marvel, where everyone's like, "You gotta know." So not contractually bad obligated bug friends. Not bad for an eight hundred dollar difference. Yeah, but uh, anyway, as Vince just said on Twitch, he dropped the link to our Discord. If you want to jump into that chat, uh, con converse with with everybody that that's in our Discord, you can. The links right there. He just dropped uh, the Chat GPT uh, results from. Uh, my idea for space cheers and we'll see what what that 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 I'm gonna go look at that as soon as we we wrap up but anyway uh, that's our show don't forget to like and subscribe you can download the audio versions of this wherever it is you subscribe to podcast just search for drive-in speaker box podcast make sure there's that hyphen and drive-in uh, and be sure to if you want to participate in the chat if you are listening to this on a podcast you can check us out on Facebook Twitch or YouTube we prefer Twitch you can do all kinds of fun emotes and 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 subscribe which gives us money which is great and um, you know it's not so rigorous and, and clunky and painful as Facebook and YouTube so there you go. Um, anyway, any any parting words, Jake? Nothing? Uh, well, uh, Wayne's World 3, party on. Party let's, on. Let's hope it happens. That would be pretty sick. All right, guys, we're out of here. I'm Bo, the boom operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. We'll see you guys next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose... Please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.